May the Lord continue to bless you. May God continue to open your eyes and your mind and your heart, amen, into the Word of God in the name of Jesus, give you clarity and thought that the Word may land on good ground and it yields some 60, 80, and 100 fold in the name of Jesus. Bless you, blessing to you all tonight. Our scripture reading will come from 1 John, again, the third chapter, verse 10 through 18. And then we're going to skip over to, again, 1 John, amen, and be a reading at chapter 4, beginning at verse 7. Amen. And that both of those in the New King James Version. Amen. This is Bible study. Praise God. 1 John, the third chapter, verse 10 through 18, in the New King James Version, it says this, In this the children of God and the children of the devil are manifested. This is what this is how you know whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brethren. So that's two things that the writer, amen, uh, John, this older John, drops that are important and absolutely necessary to understand the difference between the children of God, the children of the devil. Two things, if they do not practice righteousness, nor love the brethren. Amen. Those are what I call hard lines. Praise God. There are no gray areas. There are no vestibules. There are hard lines. Either he is or he's not. Glory to God. Verse 11. For this is the message that we heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of the wicked one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil and his brothers righteous. Do not marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you. Amen. We know that we are passed from death to light because we love the brethren. Let me repeat verse 14. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. And he who does not love his brethren abides in death. Whosoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has, has eternal life abiding in him. Verse 16, by this we know, ah, glory. By this we know love because he laid down his life for us and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whosoever has his world's good and sees his brethren in need and shut up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and truth. Got to read verse 18 again. He says, my little children, let us not love Amen. Uh, in word and tongue, but in deed and in truth. Glory to God. Let it not just be lip service. Got to be some more to that. Praise God. First John 4 and 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. Love is of God. And whoever and who in, in everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God. For God is love. Look how direct he is. Look how hard the lines are. Either you are or you're not. Verse 8 again says, He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, amen, the love of God was manifested towards us, that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we may live through him. In this is love, not that we love God, but he loved us and sent his son to be 
the propitiation or sacrifice for our sin. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we say, amen, if we love one another, God abides in us and his love has been perfected in us. By this, we know that we are we abide in him and he in us because he has given, amen, us his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the father has sent the son as savior of the world. And whosoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God abide in him and he in God. And we have known and believe the love of God for, amen, that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's keep reading. Love has been perfected among us in this. This is how. That we may love, have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God and hate his brethren, he is a liar. For he who does not love does not, amen, love his brother whom he has seen. How can he love God whom he has not seen? And this is the commandment that we have from him, that we love, amen, that he who loves, God must also love, amen, his brethren also. Praise the name of the Lord, amen. Tonight, I want to talk from this subject, amen, the imperative of love, amen, the imperative. That word imperative simply means what's important is, amen, or the synonym was, amen, is crucial. Glory to God. It is absolutely crucial that if he says he loves, Amen. The uh, brethren, God, he must love the brethren also. This is absolutely imperative that we do so. Glory to God. Amen. As you're reading the text uh, out of 1 John, you can't help but to hear and understand that the same writer of the Gospel of John has still that same doctrine and that same belief system, that same verbiage, that same thought pattern that is in the gospel of John, you can't help but to see that it is the same writer that's in the epistle of first, second, and third John, amen, in Revelation by the content that you see, by the content in your and your observation that you see. And he talks about, amen, no new commandment we give you, amen. So the apostle's doctrine is directly from the mouth of Christ that we see Amen. In the Gospel of John, chapter 16, amen, the chapter 15, he says in 34 and 35, amen, that no new, I give you a new commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Amen. Not, not new uh, in regard to numbers, but quality, not numerically new, because the Old Testament says that, amen, but uh, quality of love. And that what quality is he talking about? He says, love one another as I have loved you. Don't make up your form of love. Don't impose, amen, your thought and your fallenness on the type of love I'm talking about. 
Amen. Amen. I'm about to demonstrate the highest form of love, but I got to give you the word first so you understand when you see it, it is a demonstration of love. And that is that I'm about to give my life so that you can have life. Greater love has no man than this, that he will lay down his life for his friends. Greater love has no man than this, that he will lay down his life for his friend. And so uh, by way of review, we see this John advancing years who wrote this fatherly epistle, amen, out of loving concern for what he was called little children, amen. This term children is not the Hebrew word that means uh, small, inexperienced, a novice or immature. This is an enduring term that this older John is ascribing to a man of people that he loves. He calls them children. Praise God. And so he writes to them, praise God, to stand firm in the truth which they've heard. Amen. Because the churches were being threatened by the lure of worldliness and the guile of false teaching. Worldliness and false teaching. Amen. So this Gnosticism, this Gnostic heresy, amen, was teaching that all matters evil and all types of things that are out of, we don't have time to go through all of that. But the result of it is that Christ could not have come in the flesh, could not have come in the flesh. So everything that you are seeing that is being addressed is not random, it's not arbitrary, it's not something that does not have uh, significance to. So everything you're reading in 1 John is in direct relation to some type of Gnostic, some type of teaching that is in direct opposition to what they've already been taught and what John has already seen, already heard, already laid his hands upon the word of life. Amen. So the mature mindset, and in this case, apostolic mindset, glory to God, uh, refutes. And this is where we get the term, amen, apologetic. Defends the gospel. He defends the word of God. And he defends the apostolic truth that has been given from Christ. Amen. And we have this defense. First Peter 3 and 15 teaches us to be ready to give a defense, amen, of what we believe. So he's defending all of this quote-unquote hidden knowledge that nobody can get but this elite, this is the way the Greeks thought, amen, and um, thereby producing some type of kind of spiritual elite, glory to God that is above the norms of distinction between right and wrong, and they could do what they wanted to do, praise God. And so there was this rapid increase, influx of false teaching and, amen, uh, that challenged the apostolic doctrine. So every time, everything you see is a, uh, a refute of this erroneous doctrine and encouraged, amen, its readers to walk in the knowledge of the truth. Amen. Everything you're reading is in direct contrast to this rapid growing Gnosticism, all this kind of false teaching that is, Amen. Rapidly trying to, amen, uh, infuse into the church. Glory to God. So John, amen, this mature apostolic voice, mature believer 
amen, writes no new thing to them. He just encouraged them concerning what they've already been taught. And this is, this becomes the guardrails. It becomes gauges. It becomes the first line of defense against, amen, the infiltration of falseness, erroneous doctrine, error, the Antichrist. Glory to God. So he, he just encouraged them from what they've already been learned, been taught how to walk in, glory to God, what they've received in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. And so this older John is speaking to them from what they've already learned. The key word for our reading out of 1 John is, the fe is fellowship with God. The key word is fellowship with God. Praise God. That's from the theme Amen. And so he's 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 making the point. If we say we have fellowship, there are characteristics that are to manifest in our life. Thank you, but Lord, glory to God. So the belief in Christ should manifest in a practice of righteousness and a love for the brethren. Belief in Christ should be manifested in a practice of righteousness and a love for the brethren, which in turn produces joy and confidence before God. Glory to God. So, amen, it's important that we hold fast what we've already learned. There are all type of doctrines of demons, all type of things that seek to infiltrate and weaken the church. Glory to God. But the, again, maturity is the front line of defense against, amen, all falseness. Why? Because we have been born in and raised up in God, in the truth, in the spirit, and we have an unction. So 1 John writes to refute these uh, destructive teachings from this Gnosticism, which in essence stresses, amen, uh, that um, there's no such thing as an incarnation. Amen. In direct opposition of what the Bible, of what Jesus was and taught. Amen. So he defines this, this is the Antichrist. This is the Antichrist that says that Jesus did not come in the flesh. Glory to God. And so as we read this, our observations, praise God, ought to teach us something as in regard to what's important. There are a lot of repetitive words and phrases, and we're going to deal with just a couple before we go into this word, uh, praise God, that indicates to you and I, beloved, importance. Amen. So our first mindset in approaching the word of God has to be first observation. And it asks questions. What do I see? What do I see? I observe the text. I observe. I'm looking closely for repetition. I'm looking closely for turning points. I'm looking closely. What is the writer giving me that indicates a level of importance? So my first mind is not application, but observation. From the observation is interpretation. Amen. So what do I see? Then I ask the question, I'll see something. What does that mean? Amen. In that meaning, we deal with cultural differences. We deal with things like Jesus at the wine, at the uh the well with the Samaritan woman talking with her. There are cultural things in our observation that we have to interpret as to what they mean. Questions about meaning has to come up. Amen. Uh, when we deal with uh, in, interpreting the text after we have thoroughly observed what we're looking at. Amen. Again, amen. Be careful not to read. Amen. For quantity 
praise God, uh, but quality. Not so much quantity, but quality. Even if you do quality, go back and then do quality. Observe your text, amen, uh, thoroughly. The other is application. What does, how does it work? How do we apply it? We're going to walk in it. John is, the older John, very thorough and telling the church how it works. Amen. So one of the most skillful, uh, one of the most useful skills that you can acquire is observation. One of the most useful skills that you can acquire Bible class is observation. Amen. So the re re repetitive words, phrases, and texts teach us uh, that to the to the that the believer that the writer is telling us what's most important, Amen. So we have to observe in our observation. Uh, we observe fourteen times the phrase "my little children." Again, it's not referring to them as being uh, small, but it's an enduring term. So that points towards the heart of the apostle. Glory to God. I, I'm, I'm not done. When we have persons who think that order, amen, is about barking and fussing. But when you look at the terms that the apostles refer to the church, they're very enduring terms. They're not ugly terms. Even in regard to walking worthy, they say, I beseech you by the mercy of God, you walk worthy. Amen. Of the vocation. I beseech you. Glory to God. Be not conformed, but be transformed. I beg you, please. And beloved... I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift that you may be established. My little children, see, all of these words are fatherly phrases which indicates the tenderness and the love for the apostolic heart has for his children. In reality, it's the heartbeat of Christ, amen, that you hear thumping in the office of apostle. Praise God, amen. And so I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm confused sometimes. But anyway, praise God. 33 times we see the phrase no, the word no unknown. 15 times, and we're going to get back to this next week, abide. 14 times we see reference to the spirit. Four times reference to the antichrist. And there they came from among us. Tonight we're going to deal with a couple of things. Amen. And in addition to our observation, and one of these things is, uh, I couldn't help but to uh, observe, it says, by this we know. Amen. So he's given us characteristics that give us uh, observations and doctrine to say, when you see this, this is what that means. Glory to God. Amen. You, you, you know, if you see this, this is what it is. And they are very hard lines. They're not, they're not weak. They're not shadows. There are no gray areas. By this, this is what it is. If you don't see it, it's a liar, point blank. Glory to God. Five times we see the word liar and 10 times, amen, the word love. And this is our current uh, observation. This is our current uh, observation. And we still got a lot more to go. Still got a lot more to go. Still got, amen, another couple of weeks. We're going to be uh, going even further into that. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Uh, and so with that said, Amen. I observed eight times that this phrase, by this we know, is seen in these five chapters. By this we know. 
Amen. By this we know. By this we know. So he's not talking about, he's not indoctrinating them. He's just bringing to their remembrance. When you see this characteristic, amen, it is what it is. Let's look at just a few of them. Amen. And 1 John 2, verse 3 to 6, it says, by, Now by this we know that we know him. If we keep his commandments, he who says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments, he's a liar and the truth is not in him. But whosoever, glory to God, keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him and he uh, by in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself walk as he walked. By this we know this. Glory to God. We say we love him, we keep our, his commandments. No gray area, just real hard lines in the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Amen. And, 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 and so there's about eight times and you got to go back and get that so that you understand exactly what the writer is getting at. Amen. Uh, and so the characteristics of this Gnosticism ought to be real easy to spot. Ought to be real easy to spot. He says, amen, uh, you, are of, you are of God, little children. 1 John 4, and six, 4 through 6. 1 John 4, verses 4 through 6. You are of God, little children, amen, and have overcome them, to about the Antichrist, because he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak as the world, and the world heals them. Ah, and we are of God. Amen. He who, he who knows God hears us. He who knows God hears us. Amen. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Those that listen to us, they're of God. Those that don't listen, amen, they're of the world. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. We know this by this. So he just gives them real hard lines to say what is, amen, and what is not. Praise God. What is and what is not. He says we know those who are the children of the devil and the children of God. Because if you don't love your, your brethren, amen, that's the devil. Glory to God. It's just that simple. So when you study 1 John, you got to get that in your spirit because glory to God, amen, it gives us clear lines as to what is and what is not. Amen. In our text, in 1 John 3, verse 10 through 18, he says, in this the children of God and the children of the devil are manifested. Gives us, amen, first of all, we're going to do a comparison. Who's of God and who's of the devil? Glory to God. He who does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brethren. Amen. For this is the message that we've heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Glory to God. So it's real clear. So, amen. Obeying the first the Lord, loving the brethren. Amen. That's what we've been taught. Amen. By Christ himself. You love me, you'll keep my commandments. So John is saying, this is not my doctrine. This is the teachings of Jesus Christ. 
and everything that refute, that oppose, that come against that, that's not of Christ. That's not Christ. As a matter of fact, we don't have no fellowship, no dealings with it, because if we deal with it, amen, that means we are agreeing with it. Glory to God. So my point in the reason why we're talking like this is because the hour is coming and now where a lot of deception, amen, is creeping into the church. A lot of it has become bold and insisting, amen, that they're right and trying to impose their lies, amen, that is in direct opposition of the word of God on the church, amen. And we have to have a good apologetics to be able to defend off what's, amen, uh, coming toward the church and making that doctrine of Christ clear. We need to be, amen, very firmly established in the word of God, firmly established. We cannot be apologetic. We cannot defend just in our emotions, amen. Many times when we have all type of, you know, Jehovah's Witness and all these other type stuff, and, you know, and Muslims say Christ, that wasn't the real Christ. Christ is coming is the Christ. Sometimes we get mad, but we don't have enough, uh, we don't have enough word to defend it apologetically and let the word interpret itself Amen. So that we are able to draw hard lines and say, you got to be of the devil. Because my Bible tells me in 1 John, the third chapter, verse 10, that in this, the children of the de of God and the devil are manifested. Glory to God. Amen. And so we have to have hard lines to say, yeah, nay, and not compromise is what's not. Verse 12 says, not as Cain. Don't love like Cain. For well, he was the wicked one, and he murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil, and his brother's was righteousness. Glory to God was righteous. Amen. Do not, verse 13, do not marvel, my brother, if the world hates you. Amen. For we know that we have passed from death to life, life because we love the brethren, and he who does not love the brethren abides in death. It's, it's, it's clear. It's a hard line, it's definitive, it's not something that can be, amen, jousted over, it's not something that we, amen, is up for debate, it's not something that we can toil over, if issue is or issue ain't, either you do or you don't, either you are or you're not, amen, that's what, that's, that's John's take on the matter, amen, verse 16, by this we know love because he laid down his life for us. This is how we know what the proper love is. He's given us the example. So he says we ought to also love, lay down our lives for the brethren. He's given us the example of the, the optimum of loving brethren, not just in word, amen, but in deed. Glory to God. He, he, and then he just digressed a little, not digressed, but he comes down a little from just outright giving your life. He says, amen, but about your world's goods. If you got your world's good and see your brother in need and you shut up your heart or your bowels of compassion, how does the love of God abide in him? He didn't say give everything away to everybody that asks. Glory to God. Amen. That You have to look that thing out. Praise God, because some people get thrown off. My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. This is what Jesus said. Jesus just didn't say, I love you. 
Amen. He demonstrated it. He demonstrated his love for us. Glory to God. Amen. And so this narrative concerning love continues. Amen. And uh, it picks up in chapter 4 in verse 7. He says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. Look, 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 watch. Listen how hard the line is. And anyone, anyone who love, who, uh, Anyone who loves is born of God and knows God. And he does not, he who does not, amen, love, does not know God, for God is love. And this, the love of God manifested towards us. He sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Praise the name of the Lord. And so he just real point blank about the matter. Amen. If we have to be as he was in the world, and that we love the brethren, a, a God kind of love, not this created love that we think of, not this little shadow love, amen, real love sometimes will break your heart, real love sometimes will challenge you to stay with someone that's done you wrong, real real God type love will, ca amen, uh, uh, will, will, will cause you, amen, some time, some sleepless nights, why? Because you love the brethren, glory to God. This is something I think we ought to pray on more. Amen. Praise God. Let me get finished. Amen. So he goes on in the narrative, and he says in verse 20, as a summation of the matter, he says, if anyone says in verse 1 John 4 and 20, I love God, but hate his brother, he's a liar. Pray. Amen. No explanation, no real words, no fluff, no frills, no amen, uh, uh, you know, uh, words or verbiage to try to back it up and dig around it. None of that. If if anyone says, I love God and hate his brother, he's a liar. Point blank. For he who does not love his brethren whom he sees has seen. How can he love God who he has not seen? And this is the commandment. He's still referring back to the gospel. Amen. That we have from him. And this is the commandment that we have from him. He's the legal authority. He's the one that set the pattern. He's the one that said in John, glory to God, 13, 33, and 30, 34 and 35, amen, love, amen, one another as I've loved you. Praise God, a new commandment I give you. Love one another as I have loved. Amen, this commandment, this commandment, amen, we have came from him. Amen, that he who loves God must love his brethren also. Amen. So he's refuting and using the teachings of Christ. Amen. The gospel teachings that he is, has penned and that he's already taught the churches in the area. This letter was designed to be secretary. Amen. To circulate in the area. Brethren, listen to this. In regard to the lying teaching that you're getting, let me remind you. <clears throat> let me stir you up. You already taught little children of what's right, let me tell you again, amen, because this increase, this influx of wrong has come into the church, let me just tell you point blank, if in, if someone says, amen, makes no difference who it is, I love God, talking about then turn around the same breath, hate his brethren, he's a liar, amen, point blank. He doesn't have the truth in him and he's not in the spirit. Glory to God. He, he does not have the spirit because those that have the spirit walk in him and operate as he does 
because they received the Holy Spirit of promise. Amen. So this is the narrative. And this is what's imperative. And this is what the what the this mature John is saying to you and I, beloved. That amen. We got to love the way Christ loved us. We can't dance around it. We can't skip around it. We can't, amen, uh, try some way to, to, to justify not doing it. Glory to God. If we like it, ask God. There are times when this love will be challenged, but it's challenging us not to tear us down, but to teach us to grow more in God in the name of Jesus. Beloved, let's love one another. Praise God. Amen. We can do all that uh, speaking in tongues and prophecy and all of that. That's, amen, that's not the, that's not what Christ said is an indicator of disciples. Amen, by discipleship. Jesus said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciple if you love one another. By this, amen, you shall know, they'll know that you are my disciple if you love one another. Not by your tongues, not by your prophecy, not by your deep fasting and prayer, not by your insight and revelation in intercessory, not by any other other gifts, amen, or your praise, because John, uh, 1 Corinthians, amen, the 12th chapter says, amen, if I don't love, I'm as a sounding brass or a tingling cymbal. They used to put it like this, an empty wagon will make a lot of noise. Glory to God. I can give my body to be burned, the sacrifice, but if I, don't, if I didn't love, wouldn't be no good to nobody. Glory to God. So as all of these things that are going on in the church, we're teaching heavily prophetically, we're teaching heavily apostolically, we're teaching heavily about intercessor. Let us not forget the original hard foundation and characteristics of discipleship, and that is the very isness, the very essence of Yahweh, this ever-loving, ever-existing God and the very motivation for Christ coming into the world, dressing himself in flesh, a human suit, amen, dying for our sins, showing us the way to live, amen, making a place for us. And the one motivating factor is that God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Glory to God, the whole motivating factor is that God is not just acting in love. God is love. The very essence of this unconditional love is in the Father. Praise God. And if we are in him, we walk in the light, we walk in love, we walk in truth. Glory to God. Amen. The very isness of a man of God. He's ever existing, ever loving. Yahweh. Glory to God. Amen. And so this is the essence of Christianity. This is the reason for the coming. Amen. This is the yearning for our presence and for our obedience is because of the very love of God. Amen. This we can never get out of balance. Amen. From this we can never get out of balance from no matter our giftings and all of that. Praise God. That should never take forefront. Oh, amen. And supersede the very essence of having a gift you should operate in, in love, speaking the truth in love. Exhort one another. Love should be the motivating factor of using our gifts for the benefit of others because we love this Christ love, not to pump up and build up ourselves 
but because we are demonstrating the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. That's the essence of the whole matter. And that's the base for everything else. Glory to God. Without that, we're nothing. We're nothing. We're just a bunch of imitators. We're a bunch of imposters. Amen. Masquerading as Christians. Glory to God. And so we have to get this thing, amen, in perspective. Keep it in line and watch God, amen, move in our life. Praise God. Amen. Uh, so all is well. God bless you. My time is up, not my spirit. I want to exhort you in the Lord that you walk worthy of vocation in which you have been called. Amen. Go back, study even the more out of 1 John, read it in different versions, and then we'll be back with you, the Lord's will, this time next week. Father, I thank you. I praise you for the love that you've shown us, that you've given us a pattern to walk by. You've given us Christ. You've given us all that we need to walk circumspectly. You've given us all that we have to have to please you. Teach us to walk in it and walk in that very love that Christ laid down his life for his friends. And teach us to also love the brethren in the name of Jesus that we may walk holy and walk as amen as Christ walked in the world. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. We thank you. God, we magnify you. We exalt you. We, we submit to you as bond servants, amen, of Jesus Christ. And we give you praise and glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you and we praise you. Amen.